Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Over this morning, um, you're going to hear from me, you're going to hear from Dave and, and Phil. Um, we've all got very time-bound, so hopefully it'll all flow according to plan. Um, but this first part of it, we just wanted to let you know of some of the stuff happening behind the scenes, okay? As a, a growing family, there's lots of st- things that, that make this place happen and that sometimes don't get seen, and maybe that you're just going, oh, how does all of that work? Um, This is just to really quickly try and bring some clarity to that. Um, If at any point you've questions around this, please feel free to talk to us. You know, it's uh, we don't want to bore people with lots of information up here, so you'll get snippets almost of the key sort of functions and how things work. But if you would like it unpacked further, then please, please um, just come and talk to us at any point. So I want to draw your attention to um, three groups of people, okay? As a, a family, these are sort of three significant groups of people. We've our elders, our staff, and our board, okay? And you could be going, right, what are what are all these people doing? Some of these people overlap and that there were in all three. Um, but what what is the distinction between those whenever, because you go to any place, every place has its nuance, and it's like, what is it for us, okay? As elders, okay, we meet, we meet every Wednesday morning early, um, and we meet in, and our key function is spiritual oversight, okay? Is as a, a, a church family, the, the, the thermostat, as Phil would like to, to talk about, of trying to set the, the temperature of where we are, of trying to discern from the Lord of what direction are we moving, and um, what are some of the key um, decisions, and all of our pastoral current, different things are all filtered in this, in this room, okay? Okay. Um, you then have in that room, you've lots of dreamers who are going, wouldn't it be amazing if we could? Or I think God's maybe telling us to, and there's faith that's stirred and things that we want to see happen and move and a direction that we want to go. And um, This is where our board come in, who are really, um, these people here, you maybe wouldn't even know that they're doing all of this behind the scenes, but they have been carrying significant weight for us as an organization, as a church, okay? Um, Say the word organization, because actually, as a church, we have to function within all of the charity laws, all of that stuff that's really fun that happens behind the scenes. They are the ones that help to keep us all legal, Okay, they help us in the decision and some of the things and processes that we have to have in place. It's sitting on a, a board meeting for them at 11 o'clock at night when things have just ran on a little bit. Probably isn't the most glamorous or fun thing to do, do but they're committed to this family, committed to this house, and they serve um, faithfully in that area. And we want to say thank you um, to them. They will also then take the, here, wouldn't it be brilliant if we could, and go, not stop, not, not put a hold on it, but they'll say, okay, here's some of the things you need to think about as elders, as a staff, if you want to take that direction. If you want to go down that line, here's some of the cost that's going to be involved, here's some of the risks that you're thinking about, and you just need to wear that up in your step of faith and move forward and with it. So that's a little bit of the role of the board. And then our staff are here, and we have a growing staff team, we have a growing church family, and um, sometimes it would then be easy to go, okay, the role of the staff is just to do the work. And the rest of us will turn up here on a Sunday, and that'll be great. That's not church, okay? That is not church. The role of our, our staff is to equip and empower us as the church family to do all the things that God has called us to do in all the spheres of influence that we carry. And yes, with, as a staff, there's just some work that you need to do. You need to get on with it. You need to make it happen. But the main function is the multiplication and of enabling the body to be doing the work, to be gathering in and recruiting our volunteers and getting them involved and empowering them into their giftings and where God is looking to use them. So that's a little bit of an overflow of how we work as an organization, as, as a church. Um, here are our elders and our, uh, our board. Um, some of you will be familiar with these. Um, we've Alan Emerson, we've Dave um, Wiley, we've Jerry Emerson, we've Maureen, we've Mervyn, we've Neil, we've Phil, me, Dixie, Warwick, and Wilson. 
and then you'll see our, our board over here as well. This includes um, some of the, the directors will be people who are part of our Port of Down church, which shows overlap in our families. Lenny Adams, Adamson does an amazing job of, of holding all of the information together from the board as company secretary, and Dave and Phil act as advisors into the, the board within Lurgan. So that's a little bit of the structure, okay? Some of you will be loving this. Some of you are a bit bored already because I'm going, I don't need to know this. I just enjoy turning up on a Sunday. But it's given you enough information that if you've got questions, um, please come and ask us, okay? Um, here are the staff. You've seen these um, three mugs before. Do so you have up around um, the front of church? So there's Dave, Phil, and me, part of our senior lead team. Um, we meet every Tuesday along with Alan Emerson um, and Chris Leach, who are the the senior leads in Portadown. So we meet every Tuesday. That shows the level of integration that happens across our churches, okay? So it isn't as we're celebrating Portadown, opening their new building, going, oh, isn't that brilliant what they're doing over there? That's super, they're released and they get on with it. The heart is that we're actually doing something a little bit different and probably more difficult in trying to hold this together quite closely as we as we. Uh, endeavor to reach our city. Okay, so that's the, the heart behind behind that. Um, here are some of our staff. I'll just go through these. As I've said, um, Lenny holds all of our finance, which is an increasing role in the size of our churches across Portadown. You throw into the mix of it, we've got Tubber, we've got Nua. There's lots that is, is happening um, in that role. Um, you have Tash. Tash's role is always a difficult one to try and explain. It says up here, communication coordinator. Um, but the scope of that role is, is probably broader than just sending maybe your level of communication with Tash is that you get an email from her. Um, if you imagine this, you know the person who can tell you who your great granny's second cousin is? And then also the person that's making sure everybody's getting fed um, whenever they're turning up and we're gathering around. That level of detail and attention of what's happening around the, the, the house and the family. And then also whenever there's a bit of a celebration, if you think of what we did on Friday night of gathering all the family in, that Tash is highly involved and actually is an integral part of holding all of that together for us behind the scenes. So just to try and bring a bit of clarity to Tash's role, you'll have heard us talking about Jilly over the last um, few uh, months and over this year. This is a new exciting role that we brought in. Jilly's job is not to do all of the pastoral care, it is to coordinate pastoral care amongst us through life groups and through our pastoral care team. And then you've Holly, who you've seen this morning, who helps um, organize and coordinate all of the worship, but also the heart of making us a and the drive to a worshipful people. All of the work that's been happening um, with Matt and Andrew behind the, the scenes of, of the videos, or the album being released and all the videos that have went with that. So lots going on in that area as well. Here are our youth and our kids. And um, so Robbie heads up the team as our, for our youth team with Ryan on that as one of our pastors. And also their team will be increasing later in the service. You'll see that. Sarah heads up the kids team with Matthew alongside her. And their team will be increasing as well um, over um, this next couple of weeks. Compassion, these wonderful faces. You'll see Nicola heads up this team with Gemma and with Sharon and with Dixie. All of the compassion environments that we have week in, week out, all of those things that happen seasonally, these guys are the response into the community. And again, trying to mobilize us into action. We don't outsource compassion. We don't tick a box with compassion. It's actually creating ways for all of us to be involved in it. You will see also that Dixie, um, on the end there, uh, is our evangelism coordinator. You'll be hearing from him over the next couple of weeks some exciting new initiatives that we have coming up and opportunities to be involved in evangelism as well. Um, okay, some of you really won't care about this bit, but just to give clarity, I'll say it really quickly. We also have a host team, which is head of strategic teams. As we grow, as we try to hold things between Portadown and Lurgan and missional communities, the scope of that gets bigger. Basically, once a month, this group of people meet the SLT from Lurgan and Portadown, Lenny, Nicola, and Tash, and they bring their expertise into the room um, as we try to hold all of this together. 
Um, we have a leadership discernment community, which meets three times in the year. This is where we're going, God, what are those big things that we're wrestling through and working through as a church family, where we want to get all of our voices into the room? Elders, host, and board are there. Okay, that's three times we meet in the year. But what we would say is that this discernment piece does not rest on this small group of people. This, we are a family. So actually, your voice in this is really important. And at any point, at any time, just please grab us for a coffee, for a, a chat to go here. I was thinking about, because we would love to hear your, I was thinking about, or your imagination or your dream. Also, we would love to go, I have a little concern about, we would love to hear that. So please, um, Phil addressed this actually a couple of weeks ago, just saying, you can get this impression, oh, didn't want to talk to you because you're too busy. You know, I didn't want to bother you. Um, and ministry and church leadership, yes, is extremely busy. All forms of sort of leadership are, are very busy. Um, but we, we want to make sure that there's time and space. So don't ever feel, oh, here, I can't approach. Because even if it's an idea or a concern, we want to hear that. You know, we really value that. We really value your input and um, the way that people do it with kindness of being part of the family. We just are really thankful um, for that because that makes us better. Our voices together make us make us better. And finally, you may have heard this one, the round table. Um, this is a, a new thing we're doing four times in the year. This is gathering um, people that are carrying leadership responsibility across all the scope of our churches in Lurgan and Portadown. Um, whether it's leading life groups, whether that it's uh, the prayer ministry team, whether it's a sort of key worship leader that's sort of coordinating the team for that week, um, a ministry within Compassion where someone's got the leadership responsibility. Basically, we're trying to get those people into a room, knowing that they're carrying a weight of responsibility. We want to invest into them, and we want to look after them well with that rippling down across all of the church family and church um, body. Um, this group changes seasonally, so it's basically in, in any given year, people be, can be carrying leadership responsibility, but things change and seasons change, so this will be reviewed every, every year. And we just wanted to give clarity about this, um, of what's sort of happening over the, over the next year with it. This group will be gathering um, around four times. Um, if we, we have had a little bit of complication in that some of the emails have went to people's junk and maybe they've went to the junk and it was sent over a month ago so it now won't be there, it'll be gone. If you're sitting carrying sort of leadership responsibility, haven't, you haven't got that or seen that, can you please come and talk to us? We would really value that because also we're just human and we could have made a mistake filtering through a family of this size of everybody that's carrying um, sort of responsibility of leadership. So please talk to us so that we can, we can sort that out as well. Phil, come up. We're going um, to pray for, for Merv because um, we're also recognizing there's bits of transition that have happened over the last few months and we're going to be praying for our new staff coming on but also we want to take a moment just to honor um, Merv and Barbara. Brilliant. Where is he? Oh, there he is. <laughs> he was sitting there last time. Um, you were just trying to confuse me. Um, it was around 23 years ago, we were, it was the year 2000, that um, I actually remember the first Sunday Marvin and Barbara came to the farm when we met out at Donatoni in the farm. And I remember that first Sunday because I remember a conversation that we had just after the thing. Over those 23 years, Mervyn has become a loyal friend and Barbara. Um, I married all of their kids. Um, so there's traction and relationship and all of that in June, just at the end of June this year, Mervyn retired. He was on staff with us here for quite a number of years. Mervyn has done loads of things from walking the streets and gathering up young people, on and on I could go. But, um, and we just thought it was only but right to honor. Barbara is one of those people and, um, that it just serves quietly. Um, you never hear the things that she does, but she does a lot carries her English classes um, with a team on Tuesday night. She's up at the back all the time. So I, I just, and while you never hear it, you see it. And um, I love just the, the quiet strength that this pair carry. Mervyn's a quiet man, if, you're, if you know him. 
He's, he's, he's our quiet man. He, he likes solitude and silence. He goes up the mountains on his own in a tent. And it's just like he sends us these little videos of the tent in like a 40 mile an hour wind. And you sort of think, what does he think he's doing up there? But uh, he's, he gets life and vitality out of that. And we just want to honor. So guys, we just come and come on up around them. And, and let's, we just want to pray for them and release them. Now, I, I said this in the first service, Mervyn and Barbara aren't going anywhere. <laughs> They're like mommy and daddy in this house and they will continue. Mervyn's an elder the church, but we just wanted to honor the role. We wanted to honor the years of service and the role, and as, the, as he continues to volunteer um, in the stuff that they do, both Mervyn and Barbara, we just want to pray for them. Father, just say thank you today for Mervyn and Barbara. Thank you for their years of service in this house. Thank you, God, as they will continue to serve, that you will bless them, Lord, but we just thank you for the example they've been. We thank you how they've led well and they've served well. And Lord, we just pray over this new season in their lives, Lord, as they, um, they, they're, they're loving their van and traveling and seeing a little bit of the world. Father, we just release them to that, to have enjoyment and fun in this season of their lives. Lord, we just thank you for that exploring um, heart that's in both of them, that um, heart of the pioneer. And so, God, we just release it and bless them in this new season of their lives. In Jesus' name, we say thank you. Bless you. In Jesus' name. Bless you, Merv. Amen. Bless you. Thank you, guys. Love you. So and with the, with the change in seasons, we are introducing new staff as well. You've seen that we've advertised these over the last few weeks. Um, we have Amy Stone. Amy has already been in um, from August time, part of the, the Compassion team. Um, Chris Norton will be taking on our role as caretaker in October. Um, Lynn, Lynn and Sarah are all going to be starting tomorrow. That's admin and finance, early years worker and the female youth pastor. And then we also have Ben and Leon starting in as interns tomorrow as well. So, guys, we're sitting celebrating a new building over in Portadown. We've, we've new staff starting in amongst us. Dave's going to be up talking to us around the app as well and everything that's going on. God is doing... Just be thankful and have a moment in thankfulness of what God is doing amongst us. These guys are going to come up to the front. We're going to pray for them. Um, and most of them, I think, are here still. So, yeah, please come on, um, come on up. Spread themselves out. If you are friends, family, if you're part of the team that they're going to be serving in, if you just want to go and stand with them, can I encourage you just to move? Let's make church a little bit messy this morning, okay? So just move. Get alongside these people. Get around them. And we're going to pray over them. Let's stand together. If you can um, all of us if we yeah let's stand and do please please come and move around there's no special privilege of get, being able to just come and put a hand on some of these guys it'd be really it'd be great let's get around them to show our, that we're with them um, of what God is doing we're excited and almost a sense of commission into this new season of their lives as well and um, so God we say thank you God, thank you for your great provision toward us. God, thank you what you're doing amongst us. God, thank you for the building over in Portadown. And God, thank you that we celebrate years of service into this house. And God, thank you for what you're stirring up amongst us. Thank you for the provision of the, the gift sets and skills of these people and the journey that you have taken them on over years that has acquired that and that it's culminating at this point, God, of what you're asking them to step into them. And God, we just pray a fresh commissioning over them. We pray, Holy Spirit, would you rest upon them? We pray, would they know your power? and your infilling. God, we pray even as your, your word teaches us that for the, the stirring up of the gifts and that have been within. And we say, God, in each of these people, we thank you for their, their gift that has brought them this far. But we say, God, would you stir up every gift that you have placed in them for this season, for this moment. God, we pray blessing over their families and over their friends. God, we say, would your hand be upon them. And as they move into this uh, dynamic of ministry of serving in the house that, 
they're part of the family. God, we just pray grace upon grace for them. God, we pray that we will guard and protect over them as well in this new season. And just we calling out to you for everything that you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to continue with some sort of exciting stuff as well. Dave's, Dave's going to come up and share um, as well. So, and then Phil will be up after that. Exciting times, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is exciting times. Um, if you have Bibles with you, let's open them up at Acts chapter 2. I'm going to just share a little bit on it, and Phil's going to pick us up as well later on, just around the word. Um, listen, I know in September people are saying this, you know, are, are, we, are we going to be getting into series? Are we going to be teaching? We are, of course, going to be unpacking the word as we weave in each of these weeks, but it's important that we're able to discuss and to be able to share this with you, because the reality is this is for all of us, right? This is not just some things in the background that you just need to know about. This is important for us as a church family. It's important as we, we take these steps within it. And, um, and the reality is, even as we go to explore over these coming weeks, we did last week and even today and the next weeks as well, just around the early church, what we see in the book of Acts. The reality was, we said this last week, there had to be certain structures in the background. While everything about them was about the movement and the growth and the expansion of the church, there had to be certain things in the background that helped to sustain that. They kept it going. Parts within it, we're, we're going to be asking, but one of the things Phil talked about last week, which I thought was really important for us to grasp, you know, even as we read the book of Acts, often we can read it in a few different ways, but one of the ways many people will read Acts is that it's almost like it's a history book. Let's just read it to get some sort of information into our heads about some of the things that happened. And yet the language that Phil used last Sunday simply was this, that actually what we see laid out in the book of Acts for us is a normative practice. What are some of the things for anybody at any, any stage of life, for us in the 21st century, what are some of the things that we read in the book of Acts that we see actually as normative practice? It's normal to expect these things to be present, flowing, active within any church at any given time. This is what the book of Acts unfolds to. It's, it's not just to look back and say, wasn't that great that it happened back then? But it's actually, what does the Lord want to, for us as a church family to step into? And so we realized this, while they realized the church needed to keep growing and moving, these things in the background were important because ultimately what they were trying to sustain amongst them, they were committed to this together, but what they wanted to sustain was a, was a feeling and the reality of family. Today we want to focus, and just this is why Rick has been reflecting with us in the background, what, what are the important new updates for us as a family? What are some of the new exciting areas for us as a family to step into? And so as, as we come to explore this, we see that actually the word that Phil is going to use today and center around is about how they were devoted. We're going to read this in, in Acts chapter 2 as we go through it. But the reality was the devoted life that we see in this new community was that God was, had an intention. He was shaping something within this new family. And this, imagine this, right? And even when you look around the room, man, we all come from different backgrounds, just different things about us. And yet this was part of the heart and the imagination of the Father. Imagine people from every tribe, nation, tongue, both genders, different age groups, all together as one, centering themselves with one purpose, one heart, one mind, because of their love and their devotion to Jesus. And then what we say, let's read this for ourselves in Acts chapter 2. Read these uh, short words, just from at 42 through to the end of the chapter. This is what we read about the early church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And what we read, and as we continue to read the book of Acts, and even when we read some of the letters of the apostles, like Paul and Peter, as they speak into the church, and what we just even read over the summer months in the book of James, one of the things which the church was called to and to hold together that would sustain everything about it was around this 
this area of unity. Uh, we, we had a meeting during the week, and, uh, and within the meeting, the guy who was here, um, Nathaniel Jennings, he just said this line, actually, and it really struck with me. You know, there's a difference between unity and uniformity. One of the things that God is not expecting is that to have like cookie cutters for all of us that we're all exactly the same. But in our diversity, in the uniqueness of what we bring, what still there has to be an expectation within us and within our hearts should be the desire for unity, to gatherness, a oneness together, united in one purpose, one heart, one mind, to follow Jesus and to help one another to do the same. This should be our heart. You see, what can so easily happen and can creep into each of our lives and into each of our mindsets is the complete opposite to what we've just read in the, in the early church. And this can often happen, individualism. Where for many people, the, the language or the narrative that can often frame in our minds is something like, oh, I can't be bothered to do stuff together, really. <laughs> Those things you're doing, I, I can't really be bothered with that. I'd rather just get on with my own thing if that's all right. I'd, I, I don't really need to worry about those things. And yet it's not what we see in the intentionality of God as, he, as the church was born. In these moments as we see their togetherness and the unity that they had, it was the complete opposite of individualism. There was a togetherness that we see. And as Phil will speak into that more of this later, the reality is the questions that we should often be asking ourselves is something like, well, what are some of the things that I can do that actually helps to form more of a unity between us. For each of you to be asking actually in our lives, what's some of the, the things that all of us could take responsibility for even within the church to actually increase this level of unity amongst us. And one of the areas, and hear me in this, when I say this, this is not like the be all and end all that suddenly if you do this, unity's box is ticked and that's it done. But one of the areas in the church by which we just actively try to just press into this more and more and more is around our life groups. Life groups are our smaller gatherings. Listen, we celebrate, we love the bigger gatherings. We love church. We love our corporate prayer. We love our seek first nights. Those things are amazing. But yet the reality is for all of us to step into a level of relationship and getting to know one another in these ways, this is where we understand the significance and just how big those small gatherings really are how important those moments are when we can get together and do life and build relationship. And here's the exciting part when it comes to the idea of life. Because I reckon that for many people, one of the things that might stop you from wanting to join in with a life group is thinking, some of these people have been together now. Some of these groups have been together for quite a while. If I go and I'm going to be the new person, it's going to be awkward. That's often sometimes people's mind. Oh, it's going to be awkward to try and join in. I don't know. And here's the good news, right, to get around all of that. Over the last month, you know, we chatted about this before. Different people in church have put their hand up and said, we would be willing. We would be willing to help to lead a new life. And what we're excited to announce is that we now have, as well as space within our current life groups to be able to unveil to you today, we have six brand new life groups that are going to be running in this season. That means that up to 80 new people could join in with a group. It means that in those groups, everybody is starting off fresh. It's a brand new moment for everybody. Nobody's going to be the newbie in those groups. Everybody's going to be able to join in together. And so for us, we would just love you in this season. Listen, this is a core part of who we are, that we can be united together in purpose and relationship. And it's, it's having a bit of fun together as well. I see some of the guys in our life group and it's been brilliant just getting to know them. It's been brilliant just forming a relationship with people who maybe you would never have had the chance to. And I love it in that way. And so today, if you would love to sign up for a life group, you can sign up via the email, of course. But Jilly's going to be in the foyer. We have a sign up board as you go out it's going to, as you walk out of the church, right, you have to walk past this board. You can't escape it unless you go out the back door. I shouldn't tell you that. If you go out the back door, you can, you can avoid it, but don't do that, right? Walk past Jilly. And as you walk past, Jilly there today will be able to take your name, your, your contact details, where you live. And as you do that, we would be able to get you signed up with one of these groups for this new season. Please come and join in with everything that's happening with it. And then finally, and this is just probably our bigger update today, we chatted about this last week. The reality is for all of us, as we try to press into certain aspects and rhythms in our lives individually, um, it, it's, 
it's really helpful when we can be resourced and can be helped and supported in, in, in lots of what we do. One of the areas that we, we talk about and we have done over the last number of years has been around this, which mentioned it last week in Life Rhythms. Again, down at the back, um, uh, Lindsay and Debbie are down at the Connections desk and there's some hard copies of these quadrants. This is just how we just try to just practice this. And all we're simply saying is, if you take one of these, it's prayerfully before the Lord asking, what are some of the rhythms that I could intentionally embed in my life in this season? Reality is to make this work for me, God, what are some of the things that I want to be intentional at embedding in my life? Because I realize if I don't be intentional, it just won't happen. And so what are some of the areas in each of these quadrants as you pray and bring it before the Lord that you might want to embed in your life? It might mean, and hear this, it might mean that for some of those rhythms that you've held for many years, there, there's certain things you need to now lay down in this season. You no longer pick up you no longer bring with you. But the reality is for all of us, there can be some things that could be new. And yet, while that's in an individual way, the beautiful part is that there's many rhythms which we can all do together. And this is, this is where we are really excited today to talk about this new app. Our app is called our Emmanuel Life Rhythms. And this app we are releasing today, this is going to be, it's fully resourced and kitted out. What I want to do, we're going to leave space just for a minute. It might work. It was a bit of a delay in that last service because everyone was trying to do it the one time. The guys are going to put on some music. There's a QR code on the screen. Just rather than saying, would you download this when you go home and then maybe people won't. Why don't you take out your phones? This is available on iPhone and Android as well. Look at the QR code and try and download this. Let's give you, let's give you a minute just to do this and then we'll talk on. Be patient with it if the wheel's spinning. I also should say that if you have a Nokia 3310, this won't work, <laughs> right? You need to have a more modern smartphone. Listen, let's, we'll keep this up and we'll let this continue. Just continue to let that load just as we continue to go on. Let's, let's put the music down again, guys. We'll keep this screen up. You can continue to do it. We'll have it at the very end. There's an email going out at one o'clock today with all the information about this. Let me just share just some of the main highlights about what you're able to access and be able to avail of just within the, the app as we go through it. So, um, some of the resources that you'll see in this, you'll see some of them on the screen. So firstly, you'll it'll open up. You have to select which church you belong to. We're opening the app more fully to the Portadown Church in October once they get into the building and get some more resources. So click on the Lurgan because this is our church family. Click on Lurgan. You only need to do that once and that'll keep you registered in the background. And as you go through just each of the days, there's going to be resources that are unique and specific. Some of them will be general for all of us in Lurgan and Portadown and some of them will be unique for us as well. Some of the things you'll see as you go through our Bible reading plan, you remember we give out sheets, hard copies of this. You can, we'll still do that if you want that. But uh, we give out sheets that often I lost or misplaced and I couldn't figure out where we were in the Bible reading plan because of it. And so what we have, the Bible reading plan is just loaded on your phone automatically. Daily as you open it up, it'll tell you which passages you have to read. You click on it, it'll bring you straight to it. It can link to your YouTube or your version app with it as well. And just in terms of accessibility of reading it, it's just brilliant being able to do that. The other thing as well then, just off the back of that, because obviously our Bible reading plan is lined up with Phil's devotions. He, he brings us through this. They'll still be on social media for a while of, um, coming up, but going forward, our, the, the devotions are going to be driven through the app, so you can access these every single day through the app as you go through. Actually, if you're really, really keen, they're, they're, some of them are going to be preloaded in advance, so you might be able to watch tomorrow's now, if you get it right, if you're, if you're a Phil junkie, and uh, you, you want to get more of Phil, then you can, might be able to do that as we go through. So Phil's devotionals are going to be on this. Um, Sermon of the Week's all that's simply going to be podcasts. Some of the guys were chatting, but maybe we might get some YouTube stuff, but the podcast is going to be available there for you to stream. So if you're 
if you're driving, if you're exercising, whatever it might be, and you just want to listen to this as you go through, the sermon of the week is going to be available for you as we go through. And then finally, you'll see on the, on the right-hand side in the middle, there's a box that says family discipleship. What we're going to be doing with that is we're going to be resourcing you as parents, if you've got kids in kids' church or in Vital Sunday, we're resourcing you with conversation pointers for you to be able to discuss with your children. We'll update you with what's been taught in each of those areas, conversations for you to help you in terms of the ongoing discipleship of your own family. This is just a resource for us, being able to press into it. What you'll also see then, there's a resource section that's available. So um, at the top of this, it brings you to this. And just again, just linked in with us, our life rhythms. There's resources. It's loaded with resources there for you individually. We'll be um, working out some of these in life groups as well in this season, being able to... You'll, you just discover it later on. Just flick through it and you'll see all of it. And then finally, you'll see the button that says Switch Church. I was saying this first service. If you press that button, that does not mean that you now belong to Portadown Emmanuel, right? That is not what this is saying. But what it means is that if you want, you can just switch church. It'll bring you over to the Portadown platform. And it means then that you can listen in just to some of the Portadown, um, Portadown services or whatever that might be, just some of the unique resources for them and vice versa for them being able to switch to us. And with this, listen, again, I'm saying this doesn't solve it all, but it's just helping us, it's resourcing us so that actually by doing this, we can now hopefully stay more committed, centered in on all of this together. I, I, wanna, I wanna thank Steve. Steve, come up a wee second, will you? I didn't get you to do this first time, come on up. Uh, I want to give Steve just a wee card, just my half. Steve was, um, while we had lots of thoughts and ideas and dreams about this, Steve was the brains behind it. Steve, um, as many of you know, he's an incredible communicator, an incredible man, but he's just a genius at this stuff as well. Steve built this resource for us, uh, and I, ju I just want to honor him today. I want to pray for the app, but I want to pray for him. Would you stand with me today, just will you, as, as Phil comes as well? Steve, I want to just, so we, we card just from us, just to say thank you for, for everything as well, but let, let, let's pray, can we? Father, I pray, Lord, over this resource for us now. I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you breathe? Holy Spirit, we pray that your life would just be uh, yeah, encountered, God, every time we open the word. God, as this just brings things more easily, God, to our attention. God, as this resources us and equips us, God, and sharpens us, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would just bring a life, your life to us through this. God, I just pray, Lord, there would even be a, a togetherness and a unity that would grow, God, as we stay centered in these areas together. And God, I just thank you for Steve. God, I thank you for the gift that he is to our church. I thank you for the place, God, that he and Christine play, play within our family. And God, I just pray your blessing over him. God, for all that he has done and all that he has given, God, of time and energy, I just pray, Father, that you would just bless him now. And God, um, and yeah, as we, as we just use this now as a church family, we just pray, God, we just pray kingdom come. Holy Spirit, would you just now come and just release the fullness of heaven's kingdom just amongst us through this and just bless him and Christine and the kids, God, in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Steve. Over to Phil. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Great. It's good, isn't it? it you know, it, it, is it everything? No. Is it something? It sure is. It's pretty awesome, like, and um, we have an album coming out that you'll hear the, the, one of our songs now at the end in a moment or two, but it's coming out in the end of October. I just think, wow, God's doing something amongst us, which is really, really interesting. I love that verse, the idea of devoting. We'll put the QR code up again at the end if it hasn't worked, but um, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Just four things, really. Now, as you read on in the verse, you'll see all of the things that began to happen. You'll see signs and wonders and all of that. But did you notice that um, as, as Dave was um, launching this app today, that it's life rhythms, it's not church rhythms. It's actually teaching us about life. It's teaching us about how to model this in our lives because churches... We, we, we use the term family, and sometimes that can be a bit lib, but the, the bottom line is we are, we, are, we are sort of the macro of the micro. 
Um, I was in Israel a short time ago, and when you go up onto the Temple Mount, which is a hard enough place to get up onto, and when you get up onto the Temple Mount, it's obviously where the Muslims built the mosque, what we could know as the Dome of the Rock. You've probably all seen pictures of it. It's a very interesting place to be. And, um, but when they built the Dome of the Rock, when the Muslims built the Dome of the Rock, what they did was they built a, a, a to-scale model. They built a little model of, of um, the, the, the Dome of the Rock and with all its detail. And then they built the big thing from the model. Now, this is my wee crew, all right? Um, this is my five kids and all grandkids are here. And we took this at Christmas time when we were all together, even the dogs there. Um, the dog that got lost and was found again. Um, and uh, uh, photographs can be a bit deceptive, you know, because um, some people say the camera never lies. But if you've had a studio portrait done, you're probably aware that we could say the camera never lies, but maybe the software does. And um, you, can, uh, you can have a good software program that can actually manipulate and change. Now this one, there's no software in this one, I can assure you. Um, or I maybe would have maybe thinned myself out a little bit and all, but, um, but studio portraits are often perfect prints, aren't they? They're every hers in place, we're told how to stand um, in the most flattering way. Even the backdrop is designed to create the perfect picture, yet in reality that family and home may be the complete opposite of what that picture portrays. And so for the camera, um, and for the public, we show one side of ourselves, but in our homes, we can often reveal a totally different side. And so, if you want to know who I really am and how I really function, then ask anybody in that picture, and they'll tell you the truth. They'll tell you the real me. Because at home is how we function. And, and it's a bit like the model Dome of the Rock when it functions right, when it functions correctly, and we get our life rhythms in place, and we get our devotion to these things in the right place, then it, it, it spills out. It spills out into the bigger scene. Now, um, Adrian Plass wrote a poem some years ago, and he called it, the real problem is how we live at home. All right? Now, let me read it to you. All right? You okay with that? Okay. It's written through the eyes of a child, okay? Sunday is a funny day. It starts with lots of noise. Mommy rushes round with socks, and Daddy shouts, you boys. Um, then Mommy says, now don't blame them. You know you're just as bad. You've only just got out of bed. It really makes me mad. My Mommy is a Christian. My Daddy is as well. My Mommy says, oh heavens. My Daddy says, oh well. And when we get to church at last, it's really very strange because mom and dad stop arguing and suddenly they change. At church, my mom and dad are friends. They get on very well and no one knows they've had a row and I'm not going to tell. People often come to them because they seem so nice and mom and dad are very pleased to give them some advice. They tell them Christian freedom is worth an awful lot, but I don't know what freedom means if freedom's what they've got. Daddy loves the meetings. He always at them all. He's learning how to understand the letters of St. Paul. But Mommy says, I'm stuck at home to lead my Christian life. It's just as well for Blink and Paul. He didn't have a wife. I once heard my Mommy say she'd walk out of Daddy's life. I once heard Daddy say to her he'd picked a rotten wife. They really love each other. I really think they do. I think the people in the church would help them if they knew. Very powerful, isn't it? And, and those four things that the, the, uh, the apostles were, or the early church were devoted to actually dynamically created something that gave the church the engine, the power, that was the bedrock that actually birthed the church and birthed a move of God um, that was second to none. And the enemy's all over this like a rash. I need you to know this. The enemy is out to destroy family. 
He's out to destroy church. He hates the Christian life, and he hates anything that you stand for in that. And so um, his tactics are very subtle. And I think as we start to devote ourselves to these things, what we'll find is the enemy will throw all kinds of spanners in the work. Like, for instance, he will do, I, I think he could do these three things. He will distract you from worship. Now, I'm just not saying the worship service, which he will do, but the way you live your life, because worship is a lifestyle. Worship is how you live your life, and he will distract you from that. It will become the bottom of the list. It will become the least important thing you do, and it'll go way down in the Richter scale as things uh, on your to-do list of importance. So he will distract you from that. He will deceive you about the word. He's age old at this. He's been doing this for 6,000 years when he said that Eve in the Garden of Eden has God said. What was he doing? He was shortchanging. He was suggesting that God was shortchanging you. You see, one of the enemy's tactics is the thing called scarcity. He'll always make you think you've less than what you have. He'll always make you think that the person next to you is better off than you. And, uh, and this is what he did with Eve. And he deceived her about the word, and that's what he still does. And then he'll divide you from fellowship. He will, it's one of his greatest tactics. That isolation is a tool and a lie of the enemy. He will steal your friends, and he will lie, lie to you about God and about his people. And here's the thing. We were created to be a body. We are known as the body of Christ. We function better with each other. You, I need you. And, and even more than that, you need me. The, back some years ago, one of our teams in Uganda used this little slang line, you complete me. And it was a bit of fun, you complete me. They would go up to each other and um, fist pump each other and say, you complete me. But you know, in one way it was good fun, but it's true. In our deficit of, of being a broken person, we need each other to function. And as we fellowship... We need to work at relationships. We need to have um, disagreements. You, can, you know, you can have disagreements without having division because diversity is good, as Dave has said. Diversity, does never, diversity doesn't mean division, not at all. You'll never get anything more diverse than a man and a woman. And we can usually get on okay most of the time, can't we? Um, so we need to learn to allow people to rub the sharp edges of us, I think. And so this morning, what I'd love you to think as you come around the table, I'd love you to think about the devotion continuum. I love this. This is my little toy. And I, I class myself in this all the time to ask, where's my devotion? Where's my life rhythms at the moment? Am I, where would I score myself? Where would you score yourself? One being... Your devotion life's up the creek and you don't have a paddle. Or my devotion life's really strong in eight or nine, or are you five or six? What about if you could just notch it up a little bit? What if this season you could just give yourself to life rhythms, to those that quadrant, pick one up at the back, get it online, it'll be on the app. Get get that and try and figure out how I can make my life rhythms work. Our worship team's gonna come up. Um and uh, I'm going to pray for you as you come. And the guys who are going to do communion are going to get ready to serve that. There's a great verse in Philippians 4, 6 that says, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Don't worry about anything, but in everything. We live in a world of worry. We worry if we don't have things to worry about. And worry just seems to be the central thing. But he, the Bible tells us not to do that. But in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests unto God. God who's faithful um, to hear and to answer our prayers. You know, the Bible tells us that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. This feast that you're about to take of, this communion feast was bathed in betrayal born out of betrayal on the very night he was betrayed Jesus knowing the end from the beginning set his face as a flint to go to Jerusalem he would he would spend three hours plus in the garden of Gethsemane he went back three times to his disciples the third time he said sleep on now actually if you read the story well you'll find that it 
it says that the angels came and ministered to him. And I often think where we failed, where man failed, God had to send angels to minister to him in that moment of, of dire need. Because it was there, he said, if there's any other way we can do this, God, let it be. Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So what we're going to do, we're going to take of the emblems as a response to all that we've heard this morning. We, I know this is information, the month of September, we want to do this, but it, it, it's really important for you to know this. really important that all of our plans, all of our strategies, all that Rick and Dave has shared is we've handed that over. We come up with the ideas and then we say, right, God, here's our ideas, but it's your house and it's your kingdom and, and we give it to you as this and that's why we use our discernment night. So I'd love you to come. Um, start coming. Two tables at the back. Two tables at the front. Start coming. I'd love to pray for you as you come. All right, let's do that. Let's come and remember the Lord. Father, thank you today. Thank you for the bread. Thank you for this little piece of bread. While it just seems quite insignificant to us in our hands, it reminds us of the the body of the Lord Jesus that was bruised and broken, that was more marred than any man's, that was um, scarred and lacerated and broken and spat upon, hers plucked from his very face. Reminds us of that body. As we handle that little cup today, reminding us of how you emptied the cup in totality and poured your blood out. Remember how that soldier plunged the, soul, the, the spear upwards um, into your side, into the side of Jesus, piercing the heart. And the Bible tells us that out of that wound poured blood and water. So God, we just want to say thank you for Jesus. Thank you for allowing us to take of this table. You've told us that a man or woman examine themselves and then come. Thank you that you didn't say let a person examine themselves and stay away. But in that process of self-examination, we realize just how much we need you again and again and again and again. And so we love you. We exalt your name. We declare you King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Father, we give to your devotion life. We're trying really hard. Sometimes we're just not trying hard enough. God, could you help us to be devoted? Would you help us to raise the notch on our devotion life? And if it's a four or a five, that we push it up to a six or a seven. Not asking you to push it to ten. It'd be good if you could. But if you could just pump it up a notch or two, it'd be good. If it's a two, try and get it to a four or a five. Take little steps and let's get going again into the word, into prayer, into fellowship and coming to the prayer meeting, getting involved in life group, getting your life rhythms pumping in some powerful way. We're going to sing a song. It's one of the new songs off the album. It's James's song. And we're going to sing it as a closing prayer. It's a very, very powerful song. The words are incredible and so... We're going to sing that and then I'll come back and close us. So, thanks, guys. Jesus 
smokes us those words are incredible I just have this little sense I need to say this as we close our times way past I know um, but I, I just have a sense that there's somebody in the room and um, you need to know that his love has overcome I think um, we've grown up in a culture I know I did grow up in the sort of the Bible Belt Northern Ireland culture of the schoolmaster God you keep the rules and you, you're in, you break the rules and you're out. And um, I think some of us still have that old mentality. I still struggle with it at times um, because it's, it's the way life treats us. It's not the way God works. 
Actually, the Bible, the, the Bible bends all, the Bible bends my head because it says where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Actually, the more you sin, the more grace is provided. It's just, it's, it's, so it's not about behavior. It's about belonging. And, um, and something happens in that moment of the love affair with God. I don't commit adultery. I don't commit adultery on my wife because I am afraid to break the rules. I don't commit adultery because I'm in love with her and her love has overcome in my life. And that's, you, you, you get the way it works. And I think we miss this. I think somebody, I just feel that's a word for somebody this morning that you're, you, you, you feel like you've, you feel like you've broke the rules and you're out of God's, you're, you're on the naughty chair and you're out of God's bounds. And God sent you this morning. His love has overcome. And he's not the God who pushes you away. He's the God who draws you near. And if that's you, we would love to pray with you. But Father, just commit that to you right now, Lord. If people are in this room and they're feeling ousted, they're feeling that they've broke too many rules and, and, and so they're out. Lord, your word to them today is your love has overcome. And so, God, we just commit this day to you. We commit this morning to you. We commit our words to you. We say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come and reign upon every family in this room, every home represented. This week we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk